Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, July 7th. S&P futures are sliding about 29 points. That is about 90 basis points. The major European indices are off about 1.2 to 1.3%. And Asia finished mixed. Mainland China extended its gains. Um, No, they were not as large as they have been in recent days, but the Shanghai Compass still up about 40 basis points. The rest of Asia generally finished in the red. Um, So it's definitely a very, very confusing morning in that all the factors that are allegedly driving stocks lower today were all present in the market over the weekend and Monday morning. Um, You know, I think Monday was, um, you know, uh, just a very inexplicable rally that, um, you know, was based on extraordinarily light news and was clearly not very sustainable. Um, You know, when you come in and there's a headline that says Chinese stocks rally, therefore U.S. stocks should rally. um, You know, that's just a very kind of thin basis for um, prices to move higher. So, you know, the main drivers today are the same ones that we've been dealing with now for several weeks. COVID cases continue to surge in the U.S., you are seeing also an increase in hospitalizations. There has been, I think, um, a dismissiveness about the June COVID spikes in that you have not, you had not seen a commensurate increase in hospitalizations and you are not seeing a commensurate increase in fatalities. Hospitalizations and fatalities tend to be lagging indicators. So you are starting to see hospitalizations increase. You continue to hear reports about hospital systems in certain major cities reaching capacity and running out of space. Um, unfortunately, these, you will probably also going to see fatalities tick higher as well in the coming weeks. Um, you know, the numbers are certainly not going to be as bad as they had been in the Northeast. Um, just given the mix of where, of how cases are occurring in some of these states, it's certainly a younger population. Those people will be more resilient. Um, but nevertheless, you are seeing kind of, you know, the medical fallout of, of, of a, you know, enormous wave of transmissions throughout pretty much the entire month of June, especially in the latter weeks of that month. Um, and you're going to see that now show up in other statistics. So not only medical ones, but on the economic front too. So probably the most important article this morning was an interview that um, Atlanta Fed Chief Bostic gave to the FT, just talking about how the high-frequency economic indicators are suggesting that the rebound that was witnessed in April, May, and June in the um, you know the official government statistics is starting to level out. So that economic rebound that you saw also showed up first in the high frequency data. Um, a lot of the government statistics, just given the nature of how violently the economy is moving around related to this COVID crisis, we had you know aggressive shutdowns and then you had uh, you know a relatively rapid wave of reopening. The government statistics are not capturing that those changes. Um, immediately. It's showing up more in some of these other higher frequency indicators of economic activity. And as has been evident now for a couple of weeks, those are starting to level off. That will start to show up presumably in the government statistics. So the June data that we've been seeing, you had the jobs numbers on Friday, you had the manufacturing ISM last week, you had the non-manufacturing ISM yesterday. Those are somewhat stale. So June is likely to be the apex in terms of data, the the official government data, um, you know, and if anything, again, these high frequency numbers, you know, are pointing to a slowing. So all of this was kind of in, pl- in place last week. It was in place over the weekend. It was in place Monday morning. Um, again, 
I think yesterday was just kind of a one-off fluke rally. And today it's just, you know, you're reversing some of that. And we're now kind of back to where we were on Friday. Um, where again, you're watching COVID numbers and then you're watching kind of, um, you know, the, how the economic data will play out going forward. Other than all of that, there's not a ton to really talk about. You know, very, very quiet, um, you know, in terms of major news flow. You had central bank decisions out of Malaysia and Australia, both were very much in line. You have the European Union is coming out and cutting the EU growth forecast. Not terribly surprising. Um, you know, those numbers are not uh, much different from what others are modeling. I think the market cares most about ECB growth forecasts um, for the EU. And, and, you know, so again, I don't think the EU cut today is anything to read it into too much. But again, just shows you kind of that we're still in a very, um, you know, relatively bleak economic landscape. Uh, the economic data this morning, um, you know, nothing that's terribly market moving. German industrial production was a little bit weak. Um, on the earnings front, the big one was probably Samsung Electronics. So Samsung Electronics, as it does every quarter, reports preliminary um, profit and revenue figures a couple of weeks before the formal press release hits for the full quarter. Those numbers were ahead of the street. So operating profit and revenue were both better. That stock opened higher in Korea, but ended the day down 3%. Um, part of that was just a function of elevated expectations. You know, you have seen a lot of positive data points. Remember back to the recent micro report that, um, you know, a lot of Samsung's businesses did perform well in the quarter. And there was a one-time gain in the operating profit number. So even if you were to strip that out, operating profit was still better. Um, but again, I think the Samsung's fade just kind of shows you that expectations are relatively elevated in certain parts of the market. Um, otherwise, there's really not a lot on the earnings front to really note of um, you know anything too notable. You did have in the U.S. yesterday morning, so this is Monday before the open, you did have five upside pre-announcements, not from huge companies, but certainly... Um, you know, notable to watch going forward. This is going to be, you know, a relatively busy week of pre-announcements, I would suspect. So you probably will see more companies give updates um, ahead of the formal season, which kicks off next week um, with banks that start on Tuesday. On the calendar for today, there's, again, very little. So there's only one economic data point, the U.S. JOLTS report for May. Should not be market moving. That's at 10 a.m. Um, Facebook executives will be meeting with civil rights groups today to discuss this ad boycott. This is not a public event, um, but you probably will see media reports coming out of that. Um, you know, just you know, to to determine if there was any progress made um, on the earnings front. You have paychecks in the morning, and then Levi's after the close. So again, very very light news, and that really goes for the entire week. Um, you know, it's next week that you cut, you, you start to see the, um, the volume of information pick up, especially as we get into earnings season. Um, you know, my views on the market are again, the same as they've been, uh, yesterday was, was very, very puzzling and frustrating at times. Um, you know, you are starting to see a lot of people now try to change their worldview to justify higher prices. So, you know, on politics now, Biden is allegedly a positive, um, you know, for the tape, according to some people, as his victory in November looks increasingly inevitable, if, you know, you are starting to see bulls contort their prior views and say that, oh, well, now Biden is positive. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think it's as negative as some people were fearing a couple of months ago. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, on paper, at least his agenda is much more liberal than Obama or Hillary's was. Um, you know, so I think some people are hopeful that perhaps you would see, um, you know, a, a calmer trade outlook. And, and that that could come to pass. Um, and there's a lot of optimism about, you know, infrastructure spending, et cetera. Um, you know, but I, you know, I think 
people kind of changing the goalposts on their view is not necessarily a positive sign. Um, and so I do think that the market is not fully appreciating the potential seismic change in the political outlook that could occur in November, especially, um, you know, if you were to see the Senate change hands as well. Um, and that's essentially it for today. Like I said, very, very quiet morning. All the reasons that stocks are down today, all were present yesterday. Um, it's just a question of, you know, why the market is deciding to focus on them today versus 24 hours ago. So that is everything. Uh, thank you for listening.